Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Silhouette Zero presents Fun in Steam Town. Fun times. Fun times in Steam Village. Steam fun. We didn't really think of a name before we hit record. I should have done that. Um, so, as it turns out, there's quite a bit of technical problems with the previously recorded episodes of Season 2 Silhouette Zero Rebellion. I blame you. Uh, yeah, you can blame me. Um, so while we're working those technical kinks out, we are doing this special interlude series uh, called Steam Ventures in Fun Town. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> if you are unfamiliar with what we're talking about, uh, there is a couple of special episodes of Heroes of the Hiding Way where Matt and I played uh, a couple of Steam buddies on the Genesis system which is the generic role-playing system developed by Fantasy Flight Games based on the Star Wars RPG setup. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to dig those guys out. Um, now, in Genesis, there's a couple of odd rules that are a little bit different than um, the Star Wars. Firstly, you don't roll force dice to set up your destiny pool. In fact, it's not called a destiny pool. It's called a story pool. Um, I don't like that. We're gonna roll it anyway. So roll me three force dice. Sweet. All right. Uh, one, two, three. Roll four light, one dark. Um, I'm sorry. Four what? Four steam, one sludge. <laughs> I, I forgot what we called them. What do we call smog. them? Smog. Smog. That's right. Smog. <laughs> four steam, one sludge. Uh, I like the sludge. <laughs> That's what happens when I forget things. Do you want to introduce your character or should we jump in and then just do this on the fly? Uh, I like the whole in media Reyes thing. All right, here we go then. London, alternate history version, 1890s? 18XDX. <laughs> uh, strictly speaking, the Genesis steampunk is not an alternate history but that's what i'm going with it is summer in this alterverse london summer for the aristocracy means the season where they traipse about their uh marrying age uh, sons and daughters to meet other marrying age sons and daughters so that they can get married <laughs> it's a time of frivolous celebrations multitudes of parties and for a man like you a time to make some good money mm -hmm. in fact right now you're standing outside the london house of the countess rutabaga who has put out a posting for immediate entertainers must be hired today all because a very well-known mentalist has suddenly come down with a very surprising case of food poisoning, and now they need a replacement. The camera swoops down past the billowing steam clouds, uh, past the smoggy industrial area, up the Thames, into the rich area, where the air is cleaner, the grass is brighter, and the leaves are still on the trees. And you are standing third in line, behind two other individuals dressed similarly to you. How are you dressed? Um, I am dressed in 
it at first glance um it appears to be like traditional finery like long coat white gloves um what what's the term for the hat again stovetop stovepipe 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 hat um boots everything uh but I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase, uh, but it's very apt for his appearance uh, with his clothes. It is um, good from afar, but far from good. <laughs> uh, because if you look at if you look closer, you can see things are a bit more um, threadbare. Uh, some of the stitchings come undone. The gloves are a bit worn at the on the pads of the fingers and things like that, um, meaning that it's either old or reused or just it's, it's just not good. And what are you doing as you are standing in line, waiting your turn? Um, looking pompous, but, uh, looking around slightly nervously. And as you stand there in your shabby chic finery, a small figure darts in and out of the crowd it is a nine-year-old street urchin wearing similarly faux fashion clothing of mismatched and pilfered variety. Your ward, Crumpet. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, Mr. Percy, got got your uh, newspaper as you were looking for? Ah, Crumpet, finally. No one cares about the newspaper. Where have you been? You told me to get a newspaper. Forget what I said. Crumpet, do you see this? Yeah, I thought after we gave that mentalist food poisoning that we'd be first in line. Right, and which number are we? Uh, we're third in line, Mr. Percy. I don't I like think. our odds. Um, I, I really hate, I have to tell you something, but you're not going to be happy about it. Oh, Crumpet, what is it now? Well, it's the person that's first in line. Okay. It's, it's principal Cabbage. Cabbage? Uh, cabbage obviously your arch rival <laughs> um why is he your arch rival i like to think that it's probably one of the situations where he's just playing better than me and everything <laughs> and like he always succeeds and i always fail and there's just there's no coming back i i like i i'm sure he barely even thinks that we're enemies he probably thinks we're friends or something <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was going to try to give him food poisoning too, Mr. Percy, but I think I'm out of the food poisoning juice that we concocted. Besides, Cabbages is a clean eater. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Yes, yes. Healthy body, healthy mind, healthy soul, all of that rubbish. Well, we need to get in front of him, don't we? Yes. You're right. Yes, you're right, Crumpet. We need to kill him. No! <laughs> Just, we just need to get his position in line. Get him to step out. Right, right. What do you propose? Um, Face the other way? Um, Offer him to cut? <laughs> I don't think that's going to work, sir, since you're, he's standing next to the door. You're right. Cabbage is a crafty one indeed. <laughs> um, We have another problem, though. We're third in line, which means you got to figure out how to get past the second guy, too. Mm, quite right. I don't recognize him. Me neither. That makes me more nervous. What if he's some... Some... Some savant from a far-off land? You know how people feel about foreigners. They love them. 
He is wearing a turban. Balderdash. We need to solve this now. If only I could turn those two against each other. And you're sure that facing the other way won't deceive them both? Oh, pretty sure, sir. That move, I don't think it's ever worked. It'll work one day, Crumpet. Maybe today's that day. How about we we leave that as a last resort, huh? You're right. No need to start with the big guns. (laughs) So, um, what do? Why do you say that, by the way? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. No. Uh, I think I'm going to try to talk my way past the second guy. Okay. Ah! Thank you so much for holding my place, good man. I can't tell you how anxious I was. I was so concerned that I wouldn't be able to get in here in time. He turns to face you. He is, in fact, as you say, a quote-unquote foreigner. He is tall. As tall as you, which is pretty hard to do, considering you're a pretty tall person, yes? Yeah, I'm 6'4". <laughs> yeah, so he's tall as you, um, taller with the turban. He's got a, a very fine beard, muscular physique. Uh, you get the inevitable sense that he's probably killed a man or two. I'm sorry, do I know you? Oh, well, your invitation, right? It had the uh, number of order, did it not? He stares at you coldly. Do you know what numbers are? <laughs> I know exactly what you are thinking, sir. For I have a gift. A key that opens the minds of all who stare into my eyes. You do not fool me with your little parlor tricks. For you stand in the presence of a true mystic workhorse. I am Percival Q. Stalwart, master of the arcane arts. And I am Sailor, Sultan of Siam, the master of the mind. If you dare push your mind against mind, you will lose. You're thinking of someone right now. Starts with a a D. No. F. No. A Q. Absolutely not. S. No. S. It's a C. Absolutely C. (laughs) Yes, this person's very important to you. I can sense that. I can see it in your aura. Uh-huh, sure, sure. Okay, let's see where this goes. So sure. Perhaps perhaps an R. No. Uh let's roll something. <laughs> um, why don't you tell everybody what your career is? Um, my career's scoundrel. Uh Percival is actually just a con artist that tries to pass off everything as he is like a mystic. Um he's basically a grifter. And Crumpet is the man behind the curtain, as it were. Yes, Crumpet is an average human, or as I wrote on the character sheet, average street urchin, with uh, the career of tradesperson. In particular, Crumpet refers to himself as a tinkersmith. Oh yes, um, I'm a human aristocrat. So, do you want to try to keep your cool, or do you want to try to beat him at his own game? I was hoping I could lie to him, but... (laughs) That's I mean, that's what that would be. Oh, okay. You could use your deception to try to outwit him at his own game, essentially. I would like to try that. All right. Make it against three purple. Okay. So I have a green and two yellow versus three purple. 
failure, but two advantages. So you're not going to be able to turn the tables on him. Yeah. However, um, advantage one, it occurs to you that he's guessing all these letters, so you could pick a letter, perhaps, that would direct his thinking. Mm-hmm. And two, you did already have the idea that perhaps you could turn him against your rival. Yeah. An X or a Y. No. Z, perhaps. Absolutely not. A. Yes. C A. C A. Yes, this person is a, a very close to you. He's a close something. He he Yes. He, yes, of course. He, it's a, a very male energy radiating <laughs> from you. Uh, it's a clashing energy, one that has uh, battled you time and again. Oh, yes, actually. <laughs> Quite right. Oh, very, oh, good. He he is your arch rival. A well, man who believes himself your better. I would say arch rival means that I would view him in the same realm as myself, which I do not. Ah, uh, of course. Uh, more of a usurper then. Yes. That's, that's exactly right. Ah, I see a great confrontation in your future. A battle to end all battles. How soon? Is it now? <laughs> Perhaps. Because he's right behind you. <laughs> what? He spins around. Ah, are you sure? Yes. C-A, male, usurper, right there. He looks a bit surprised. Ah, so now you have no doubt of my great power. You're right. The time for the final battle is now. I um, tried to step in front of him to go <laughs> talk to Gavish. Uh, he, he's, uh, hmm. Uh, how's your skullduggery? Pretty dang good. All right, roll it. <laughs> Against? Uh, two purple. Three yellow versus two purple. Three success and three advantages. He steps out of the side graciously. Uh, advantages? Hmm. Too confined of a scene. I can't really think of any good ones. Let's pocket them. Beedling. <laughs> you are now standing behind Runcible Cabbage, your arch nemesis. Well, well, if, is it, if it isn't Wrinkled Cabbage. Oh. Oh, hello. Oh, hello, Perry. How are you? Oh, you would love to know that, wouldn't you, Runcible? No, I haven't seen you since uh, the, the Paris show. That wasn't a show. That was a debauchery. Oh, I thought it went rather well. The, the people seem to like your flaming hair act. That wasn't an act. That was a betrayal. I'm really sorry about that, Mr. Percy. I really thought I had the mixture right. Why are you grumbling? Not now. Oh, well, you could have fooled me. <laughs> I will always <laughs> fool you, cabbage. <laughs> always a jokester, Perry. Always a jokester. Anyway, I wanted to talk to you, actually. You see, oh. my invitation said I was supposed to be the first in line. Well, I don't, I don't think the invitations, um, you, you know, they're not invitations, Perry. They're just, a, they're just public postings. It's right, advertising. Right. And and the one I received said I was first in line. <laughs> Is that so? May, may I see it? Of course, of course. Is Crumpet hastily creating this object? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's okay. what I was about to say. 
One of the key components for Percival Q. Solwart's tricks is that Crumpet creates these intricate, tiny little clockwork devices that are hidden about Percival's body that create his magic tricks. So Crumpet is currently uh, panicking, realizing that he's got to create this object and then somehow get it to you. So I'm going to make it a mechanics check mm -hmm. in order for him to use his devices to hand you this thing. Um, so we start at three yellow. It's only two purple because of the average, but I'm going to put a black because um, Crumpet can't read so good. He can read just fine. Um, and so writing is going to be something of a challenge. <laughs> so we have three yellow, two purple, one black. Here we go. Uh, three successes and a threat. Woo. So all along your pant leg, up your back and across your sleeve, the little mechanical clip slips along the rigging and the paper is produced into your hand. I do a slight, slight of hand flourish. Oh, oh, very, very good, very good. And here you are, cabbage. Clear as day. <laughs> the threat is, it says, Mr. Percy goes first. <laughs> hmm, seems rather informal. I didn't know that the uh, Countess would know you as Mr. Percy. I'm friends with everyone, cabbage. Oh, okay, man, if, uh, if you feel... If you're meant to go first, then I guess you're meant to go first. I just wouldn't want to upset the Countess, you understand. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, here, here you go. Half my place. I knew you were a reasonable man, Cabbage. <laughs> and now you're in the front of the line. Bested once again by the great Percival of Q-Stall. <laughs> and Crumpet. Yes, yes, and Crumpet. You don't have to say that every time. <laughs> Just think that there's a uh, an asterisk next to the post of Q's stalwart part, and at the bottom of the page it says asterisk and crumpet. That way, it's just understood. <laughs> um, you your lecture is uh, interrupted by the door opening, and a footman has appeared. Are you here for the entertainment? Yes, of course, my good man. Look who stands before you. He looks around you. You're not his assistant. What? No. Have you not heard of me? <laughs> <sighs> uh, no. Two against two. <laughs> there's no way he heard. Uh, complete wash. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there's no way he would have actually heard of me. <laughs> um, really sorry, sir. I, I really haven't. Look, um, come this way, please. Yes, yes, of course. Come, come it. You are entering, of course, at the lower levels, the servants' level. Um, in this phase of Victorian slash Edwardian England, literally the lower classes beneath the, the rest of the group. You're being taken through the kitchen and the servants' quarters, and uh, this footman is trying to explain the rules. Now, don't say anything that might upset the uh, Countess, of course. Of course. Uh, it's expected that your act should not be vulgar or uh, in poor taste to the aristocracy yes yes please don't touch anyone very well um is, is the boy strictly necessary of course he's my ward right very well um uh then uh, come this way if you would 
Thank you. You're escorted up to the parlor where you see a older woman in her 40s dressed in Victorian England's most finest of finery. Surprisingly, she is alone, although there is the uh, the footman does stay in the room. And she sits there basically awaiting your introduction. How do you address a countess? <laughs> uh, my lady. Good afternoon, my lady. I stand before you as Percival of Q. Stalwart, master of the arcane. I will be taking you down a journey through the unknown. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a pocket watch falls out of his, out of his thing. <laughs> Whoops. She gives a polite nod. Yes, um... Well, I'm looking to secure entertainment for a party that I'm holding on uh, later later this evening. I'm looking for someone who's entertaining, but of good good character and class and taste. He, uh, uh, she eyes your clothing. It is a party for my daughter, who is uh, making her first debut this year. For the season, of course. Yes, of course. Quite a mo- momentous occasion. So, just a small sampling of your abilities will be enough. Certainly. Do you have any tricks lined up for me to use? <laughs> um, you want flashy, uh, mental, or or mystical? We'll do one of each, boy. She said oh, a sampling. Um, okay, um, let's do the Great Saharan Fireball. You've perfected it? <laughs> yeah. Certainly, perfection. That's what you, the word you can use for it. Wonderful. That is the word I shall use then. <laughs> Once, many years ago, I was crossing the Sahara Desert. My caravan had unfortunately wandered off from me, and I was left in the wilderness alone. Had I not, not meant, met a generous, wizened old sage of the desert... I would not have survived that journey, and he taught me one of his great secrets. One of those secrets I shall reveal to you tonight. By the way, have you noticed that every time he's like telling a story about the the origin, it's always like he was saved by some mystic? Yeah. <laughs> Collecting all of his wisdom from these yeah. wandering wandering sages. Okay. Um so combo roll, I'm guessing. Yeah mechanics to see how well it works and then like skullduggery to see if i can pull it off right mm. your uh skullduggery is three yellow right Mm-hmm. okay well the mechanics for for crumpet is also three yellow so i think we'll set it at three yellow and a blue for the assist mm-hmm. three against three purple and a black because this trick is not perfected <laughs> are there any other blues you'd like to argue for hmm no, not really. Would you call this a social check? Hmm. Um, or a skullduggery? In what sense would it be a social check, I guess? No, actually. I mean, because it is a presentation. Mm-hmm. So it is more of like a social thing than a mechanical thing. Because it's, it's performing, right? Yeah. It's like a stage act. So do you want to use charm? No, no, I have I have different talents. I'm trying to see if I can use any of them. Oh, uh, what you got? So I've got two I'm thinking of. Um, 
One of them is proper upbringing, which is says during social check with polite company, I can take a strain to add a success. Oh, yeah, that's fine. You're in totally in polite company. I will do that. And then I also have, um, what is it? Convincing, convincing deniability, I believe, where I, I can remove a setback from deception or skullduggery checks. Oh, yeah, that's fine. You cool. Okay, so that makes it three yellow and a blue versus three purple. And there's going to be auto success after this. All right, here we go. Uh, two success, a threat, and a triumph. Mm-hmm. So describe how this trick works or what it looks like. Crumpet is behind uh, Percival working on something on the small of his back. So in previous iterations of this trick, the intent, of course, is to make a ball of fire that resembles the sun in the middle of the day walking through the Sahara Desert. <laughs> Previous iterations of this trick resulted in a very nice flamethrower effect, but does not get the uh, sphere that he so badly wants it to do. Crumpet uh-huh. uh, often explained, it's impossible to get uh, aerosol petrol to go in a sphere. It just, it doesn't happen. Look at the sun. Are you telling me that doesn't happen? (laughs) And of course, uh, Crumpet can't argue with that because he doesn't know enough about science to understand fission. So (laughs) he has come up with a rather unique and remarkable piece of technology, one that probably should not exist in this steam universe. But uh, right as he's, as Percival is going to ignite the usual flamethrower effect, uh, mm-hmm. he connects a small battery. And right before the flame goes off, there's a, like an electrical surge. The one threat you have is going to be a strain because okay. this battery, this electrical surge is not um, well contained. It's not an actual battery. It, it looks more like a Tesla coil in a bottle. Yeah. Um, and it goes... And the electromagnetic field serves as a containment sphere for the bursts of fire, effectively creating a miniature sun in the room (laughs) for about four seconds. Behold! (laughs) The might of the Saharan sun! (laughs) And the Countess is just, like, clutching at her pearls. Mouth aghast, even the footman has lost all composure and is just like, Holy God above! Uh, and of course, then it, it snaps out. Yep. And I take a bow with a with a long sweep of my of my coat so that crumpet can scurry off without people seeing. And he takes his usual position and starts going. <laughs> my word. That was remarkable. I've never seen anything like it. You can do it again, of course. Of course. I assume that's what you want your triumph to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... That's, that's, <laughs> that is now a fairly easily locked down trick for them. Yeah. Well, you're hired. Of course, you're hired immediately. If all of your tricks are of that caliber. Oh, they certainly are. You're far too generous, my lady. I graciously accept... Um, the party will begin with uh, dinner at approximately six o'clock. We will want the entertainment around eight o'clock. 
please do come early. Uh, we will provide you with a meal and um, some proper uh, garb. Accoutrements. Yes, yes, very, 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 very good, very good. Uh, I, I assume that, um, well, uh, you can work out the rest of the details with my butler. Yes, of course. I won't take up any of your, more of your time. James, send the other entertainers away. We won't be needing them. Uh, right away, lady. You are escorted oh, out. Uh, pardon me, sir. Yes. When you do tell them to leave, can you please tell them who was hired? <laughs> um, I would, except I don't rightly remember your name. I said in the beginning of my performance, my good man. Percival Q. Stalwart. Percy of Pugnatius. Ar- yes, Master of the Arcane. Beguiler of, of the Devil. Tamer of the Unknown. The, uh... You can Champion just... of, of Sisyphus. What? That one doesn't even make that. Just tell them my name. Just mention my name when you make the announcement, if you please. I would be very happy. I might be happy too to do that. I think he wants money for it. Okay, one second. Let me get us some cash. <laughs> I'm going to try to steal money from him to give back to him. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> two purple, one black. Skullduggery. Uh, three yellow, two purple, and I remove blacks from Skulldug. Pow! Four success and two threats. Okay. You steal his own money and hand it back to him. Very good, sir. Uh, the butler's waiting for you downstairs. Ah, oh, very good. Thank you so much. The butler is an older gentleman, kind of hawkish in appearance. He's uh, presently folding uh, linens. I am to take it you are the entertainment for the evening? Yes, sir, you are correct. And here are your two threats. Make no mistake about this, sir. I believe you to be charlatans. Well, we're performers. <laughs> not, not charlatans. And I assume that everything in this household will be remaining in this household once you are completed? Well, except for us. We will be leaving afterwards. <laughs> That's very good, because I have a very keen mind about what is in this household, and I will notice if something is be- has been removed. Well, I should certainly hope so. You're the butler. <laughs> very well, then. You may arrive at 5 p.m. I believe Milady has instructed me to feed you. Ah, yes. I had he- almost forgotten that. <laughs> Salivating. <laughs> He hands you, uh, he writes a note and hands it to you. This is the tailor we employ. Please see him to get your measurements done. Yes, we'll do that straight away. Very well, then. I assume you can see yourself out? We can see each other out. I can't see myself. Unless I open my third eye. (laughs) (laughs) He is now flatly ignoring you. Okay, we scamper out. You are now back on the street. The dirigibles are flying high. The air seems cleaner and sweeter. And even though that money isn't in your hand yet, you just feel like the world is a lighter place, knowing that it's coming. I can almost taste that free meal, Crumpet. (laughs) You think it's going to be Yorkshire pudding? I'm not sure what it's going to be, but it doesn't matter. It's food and it's free. And we're doing it legitimately. (laughs) Do I look pathetic enough that you think they might give me more? I don't know. We're going to go see a tailor, Crumpet. But I'm sure you can still look sad enough. Do you think I could convince them to adopt me? 
Oh, I don't know about that, Crumpet. I have a bad feeling you're stuck with me. Yeah, I get that feeling too. Uh, oh. Your your uh, competition entertainers are nowhere to be seen. Oh, I wish I could have been here to see the look on Cabbage's face. You know, I don't think he dislikes you all that much. I think, actually, that he considers you a friend. Oh, pish posh, there's no way we could be friends. Well, no, you're impossible to get along with. What? <laughs> People love me, Crumpet. They love the version of you that you put out for everyone, yeah. This is becoming starkly honest of you. <laughs> sorry, 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 Mr. Percy. That's better. Now, we need to start thinking about how we're going to make some additional... How we're going to receive additional uh, tributes tonight. Uh, but that butler said we shouldn't nick anything. Uh, the butler says... Blah, blah, the butler says... We're going to be on stage the whole time. He's not going to be able to prove anything. Oh, Mr. Percy, but if we get caught, that sounds real bad. That's why we won't get caught, Crumpet. <laughs> because it sounds real bad. All right. I, I guess that's all right. Don't tell me that you didn't see at least one or two things worth investigating. Well, no, I did. I mean, I can't help it. Everything in there is so shiny. Don't you want to be able to purchase Yorkshire pudding? Oh, that would be nice. And if we have money left over after the pudding, we can purchase some more gizmo bobs for you. Oh, that would be lovely. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I think we can do it. Wonderful. Start thinking of the ways. Do you think they're going to have the tailor size you up too? <laughs> Maybe you can convince him to do it. Oh, not a bad idea. After all, you're looking a bit rough around the edges, boy. Uh, right. Oh, sorry, Miss Percy. Oh, it's quite all right. One cannot help your upbringing. <laughs> we weren't all raised in the aristocracy, after all. Yeah, it's too bad that your father, the famous Count, had to disown you publicly in order to save the family fortune. Yes, well, it was either that or be taken down by that angry mob. So, it's a win-win situation. Yeah, and I mean, he did save all of England by doing it, right? Yes, absolutely. So really, I saved all of England. It's too bad the world will never know, Mr. Percy. I am a humble man, Crumpet. The world needn't know. Um, you are at the tailor's. It's a rather uneventful fitting at the moment. Um, he keeps trying to remove your coat, though. What are you doing? <laughs> Just trying to get your coat, sir. You're supposed it, to be giving me clothes, not taking mine. Uh, uh, it's hard to get your measurements, sir, when I can't get into your armpit. Look. I'm sorry, I mean underarm. Uh, sorry, I'm not very, not very posh. Crumpet, give the man my measurements. <laughs> Yes, sir, Mr. Percy. So the tailor and Crumpet go off to his desk to discuss things. And while you're standing there in, it's one of those uh, trifold mirror situations, oh, uh -huh. uh, a figure appears behind you wearing a long coat and a big brimmed hat with a scarf covering most of his face. Are you Percival Q. Stalwart? Yes, quite right. And you are? A man with a proposition. That's an interesting name. What region are you from? <laughs> I smile like Riley. He offers his hand. I shake it. He has an iron grip. Careful. Don't want to break anything, my man. He reaches into his coat pocket, 
produces a 100-pound note, hands it to you. My apologies, sir. That was the easiest hundred pounds I've made in my entire life. (laughs) And there's quite a bit more, if you're willing to meet with me. Certainly. Uh, I'll even shake your hand another time for free. (laughs) Tonight, the peacock and fowl leave the boy. Turns around, marches out. Uh, I do have an engagement tonight at eight. (laughs) Oh, I suppose he's probably a late evening person anyway. (laughs) Those types always are. Night usually means like 11. Oh, I'll be so tired. (laughs) Okay, so you get your new, or they say that your fancy suit will be arranged to be sent directly to the Countess's house. Okay. Um... Is there anything else you want to do before the the big event? Hmm. I think I would take Crumpet to go buy some stuff, like Ooh. like mechanical stuffs, because I have a okay. hundred. I have a hundred pounds right now. Would you go to the legit places or the shady places? Which one's Crumpet's favorite? Um, it depends on what it is he needs to build. For the big contraptions, he prefers the the upscale stuff because it's more reliable. Uh-huh. Uh, but he usually buys the, the cheaper stuff or the underground stuff because it, it serves their purposes better. Hmm. So, but they probably don't get to go to the legit one that often, right? No, probably not. Unless you're working on a big new trick. I think we'll go to the legit one. Oh, I can't believe we're here at the High Street Thinkers Mart. Yes, yes, Crumpet. I think we're it's going time to for us to purchase things legitimately. Yes, of course. I'm a man with means. <laughs> well, where have you been hiding all these means the whole time? That's not. That's not what that means. But look, what? Don't look me in the mouth. <laughs> okay, he's looking down at his feet. It's an idiom, my boy. You don't have to call me names. <sighs> no, a turn of phrase. Turns around. <sighs> Remind me to teach you more later. <laughs> I think right, it's been right. a while since we had a lesson. So we're here at the High Street Tinkers Mart. Um, what kind of things do you want me to build? I mean, we're trying to nick some stuff. I mean, um, help mm-hmm. reclaim... Uh, I'm sure you have some something that you've been dying to try. Uh, there is one thing I've been kind of wondering about. And what's that? Well, um, you know that, like, electro zap that you experienced earlier when we were doing the Sahara Sun? Yes. Well, I've been wondering if there's other applications we could do with that sort of technology. It's kind of unstable, you see. Do you think you could freeze time with it? Because that would save us a lot of effort for most of our tricks. <laughs> <laughs> um, not sure I rightly understand time enough to do that. Okay, so this here is the big hand. No, I know how to read time, Mr. Percy, but did you notice that the Countess's house? What about her house? Uh, they got them electricals, you know, the indoor lighting. Yes. You mean the torchless flames or the, or the flameless torches? Yeah, yeah, they've got those. You see, 
I might be able to rig up some sort of disruption device, short out all those lights at the same time. Oh, that would be extremely useful, boy. All right, I'm going to get the parts then. Yes, yes. Okay, how effective do you want this thing to be? I want him to be really effective. You want him to accidentally invent PEMP. Ooh, that'd be great. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go this then. It's going to be three yellow for the base roll. He gets a blue for inventor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give him a blue because we are at the expensive place, so finding the parts shouldn't be difficult. Flip the light side or steam point. Um, how strict do you want to go with the rules here? What do you mean? Well, in Genesis, you cannot flip a point in order to add a green. Oh, really? Yeah. That's weird. It is weird. Although it is good because it also means the GM cannot add a purple. Right. You're the GM. Your call. Yeah, just do it. Flip the scene point, add a green. Um, there would be a black, except that he removes blacks from mechanics checks. So, three yellow, one green, two blue against three purple. Here we go. <laughs> three advantages. Oh. Wait a minute. He's a natural. He's a natural. So, if we want, we can reroll. Do it. Hey. Two successes. He puts it together. Holds it up. See, look. Does nothing. Good job, I guess. Oh, hold on. Have it backwards. <laughs> There's like a slight electrical hum and a dull blue glow. Ooh, it looks very enticing. Yeah, but don't, don't push it. It's only got charged for once, so once it goes off, that's pretty much it. We spent that much money on just a one-time use... Well, I mean, for now, I, I can recharge it later. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Understood. That's quite all right, then. Very good, Crumpet. Very good. I can see that the, my education is sticking to you. Uh, thanks, Mr. Percy. I, I'm trying real hard. And you're doing very, very decent. <laughs> and with that, the music swells. We pull back onto the scene of steampunk Victorian England. And we wait until next time to see the great party at the Countess Rutabaga. Phew. So, what'd you think? It's good. I like doing Percival. And I love Crumpet. I probably like Crumpet more than I like Percival as like as characters. But they're <laughs> but they're so good together that like I don't know, I just love them together. Yeah, and I think uh, we are accidentally fulfilling a fan request. Oh yeah, this show. So you're welcome. <laughs> that's a, that's a me line, <laughs> and I think I helped someone out. So um, you're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. I think this will be a good little interlude. As soon as we get the rest of those episodes figured out, we will get that up for you guys. I, I mean, it's literally taken me two weeks to edit episode thirteen. And oh. normally it would have taken me two hours. We should have just re-recorded it at that point. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder, except some of it's real good. No, I just listen to what I say. I memorize my lines. You oh, memorize geez. yours. <laughs> <laughs> I did do that once for Heroes of the Hiding Way, and it came out okay, so. Oh. Eh. 
Okay, well, in the meantime, if you want to check out other things, you can always go to SillZeroPodcast.com. That's where all of our stuff is. Uh, you can have the links to our Patreon, to our Public store, which now has a, a very nice um, Star Wars Super Mario crossover uh, design. Uh, we'll work on a Percy Crumpet something. Yeah, that'd soon. be fun. And then you can always talk to us on Twitter. Uh, my personal Twitter is at IngDaydreams, and the one for the show is at SillZeroChris. And I'm at SillZeroMatt, that's S-I-L-Z-E-R-O. And until next time, uh, may the uh, force of gravity... May the cogs be turning. End of episode. <laughs>